It's your boy. Zway. <coughs> from MTV News, and I am back from vacation, tanned like a goddamn Greek god, and we are back out of the car into your ears for episode 70 of Knifey Lion, Lion Radio. My birth name is Jonah, but everyone calls me Young King, the Master of Ceremonies. Not joining me on the dance floor is Zach. He's being a parent. Loser. Joining me in El Estudio, finally sobered up from Hell is Real Part 1, it's Nick from Soccer. Thanks for having me, Young King. Good day, some would say. And being episode 70, I should tell you why we call him Nick from Soccer, because there was another Nick. Who did hydroponic fish farming in me and my roommate's basement. That sounds like a joke. And we called him Nick from Fish. So to avoid any confusion, we would say Nick from Soccer. Great story. But Nick, you're much more. You go back much further than Nick from Fish. Yeah. I don't yeah, want much, to sell you short. Much more important, obviously. You've lasted. I know Nick from Fish isn't listening. But uh, that was true. Hydroponic fish. <laughs> I remember. It. I saw. <laughs> sounds like a joke. No, it was real, folks. I saw it. And smelly. Today, we are excited to talk about the 4-1 nail-biter to the New York Blue Bulls. That's hard to say. We'll try not to linger too long. That's the FCC. For reasons unknown, we will choose our FCC of the week. Oh, this... You know, I write it out conversationally, and then I feel like an idiot reading it how it is. But I'll read it. Oh, this is fun. (laughs) I wrote. We'll share the Pat Brennan Brennan overhyped overhyped Ron Yon's quote of the week. week. The man simply can't help himself. Nick, did you see this one yet? I can't remember (laughs) now. Oh, perfect. We'll let Kevin grab the controls for one glorious minute with his brand new edition of Kevin's last minute. Folks, this season has been so long already, I can barely keep track. But I'll help refresh everyone's collective memory with a very quick game show with one competitor named Nick called Name Name That Score. score. I'm going to have Nick and only Nick attempt to guess the score of a game from earlier this season. Why? I say, why not? Nick, are you excited to name that score? Had no idea I was going to do this, but yes. (laughs) Oh, man, really put you on the spot. Well, what would be the point? Letting you study. On the scores. Finally, it's time for the left Mm-mm. What would Zach say there? Voice crack. Nick, get on your game. Time for the leftover grease pan, that is. Popery. Hey, if your name starts with a Q, W, E, R, T, or Y, you can come into the John Hart Cave, Cave of Wonders for five minutes. What's up? Also, Nick, I got this. I'm calling this this week, this week in KRL, in KRL history. history. Wait, KL. <laughs> I wrote KRL. <laughs> That's not right. I, I'm fixing it for no reason. KLR, KLR history. history. Nick, can you believe this? A year ago, KLR was covering a 3-0 victory over the Charleston Battery and answering listener questions in our Fraser-themed segment. I'm listening. Time flies. You remember that? I do not remember that, but you I'm remember sure we, we took listener questions. I, yeah, I do. It was do. like half of the episode. I do still not remember that. <laughs> uh, I grossly misrepresented a, an Amelia tweet. A que- No, her question was about Patty Barrett. Do you remember he was liking porny tweets? Oh, I do actually remember and that. And she was yeah. referencing that, but I had no idea what she was talking about. And I made her seem like a total weirdo. <laughs> but really, it was me. The joke just went over my head, which is the first and only time that will happen. Can you believe that? A year ago, this thing that you don't remember. Oh. Was that the one where people were like asking us what kind of porn we were into or something? <laughs> I swear. I swear. That might have been one it. of the questions. <laughs> and then um, yeah, you, we you took... got all into like, you know, like the, the BDSM stuff. And... <laughs> well, now I'm, I'm not ba- sure <laughs> this is the same. <laughs> He's got a bad case of blue bulls over here. <laughs> yeah, that was the KLR on the dark web. If you remember that. Um... Did you want to talk about this game? Too bad. Hey, FCC fans. Show your pride in a whole new way. Now you can. 
with the FCC Visa debit card from First Financial Bank. First Financial is the exclusive banking partner of FC Cincinnati. Nick, they're just as committed to this club as you and I are. Salute. Not only does the card look awesome. True story, guys. I got to interject in the middle of my ad read. First Financial cards on the big screen at the game Saturday night. My wife looks up and she said, it's a pretty good looking card. <laughs> That's a quote, folks. That's a freebie, First Financial. Not only does the card look awesome, but it gets you discounts on stuff like FCC tickets and merch. You even heard about this, Nick? I have. I've been talking about it weekly. Find out how to get yours and to see account terms and conditions at bankoffirst.com for slash FC Cincinnati. First Financial Bank member, Nick, go ahead. FDIC. FDIC indeed. I've have it, I'm having a, uh, like, when you buy a car phenomenon where it's like you buy a car and then you notice your car all of a sudden all over the road, like other people driving it. Sure. Never heard of First Financial until... We started doing this. Obviously, a lot of people. It's working. Haven't. Now I see them everywhere. I see First Financial. I'm like, oh, that's that's the bank with the card. Yeah, it's the KLR bank. That's what everyone says. <laughs> Who's on the podcast? Who hears it? <laughs> um, that is true. I see my car all over the place, too, because it's a Honda Civic. It's a very popular <laughs> model. Hey, let's get into the breakup. Starting 11. I don't need to read it. Nick, same as last week. How about Ron Jans? They're calling him. I'm calling him Mr. Consistency. Yeah, he saw something in our lineup last week. Uh, I saw something in our lineup last week. Um, It felt like the tides have changed a little bit. And uh, yeah, I had no problems with it whatsoever. Uh, Not on the bench, Frankie Amaya, Bertone, Fernando Adi, who we'll talk about later. Nick, you're breathing. I did breathe. And there's no there's no time delay I, I since guess, you're not on Google Hangouts. I guess I did have one problem, and it was the Frankie. Like, I, I don't know. Was he injured for a little bit? I, I, I think I, he is hurt. Okay, because I was wondering why he did not make, uh, you know, the, the 18. But other than that, you know, I didn't have many problems. I think I would hope Ron Jans already knows you don't come between this city and the other young king, Frankie Amaya. <laughs> We've been competing for that. I'm 34. Um, But yeah, I broke the game down into four segments, Nick. Are you ready? Yes. I'll let you pick which one you talk about first. Okay. Um, Missed chances. Mm -hmm. Number two, can't blame Hoyt or Hagland. (laughs) Number three, Manu. Number four, new guys. I'm going to go with Manu. Talk to me about Manu Ledesma. He was the goat of the week. The man of the week, he was everything and anything, good and bad, mostly bad. (laughs) Well, I think it all changed for him. He came out playing very, very well, I think. And then, obviously, the penalty kick, the miss, it seemed like it got to him. Um, But, you know, other than that missed PK and, you know, the ball that he gave up right before the half where they ended up scoring on us, other than that, I don't think he was too terrible. I was seeing some reactions online, people saying he was playing atrocious. I don't, I don't really think he did. I think he was having some good touches. He brought down some really uh, great long balls. Um, uh, he seemed like he was, he was on it, but it definitely did seem to go downhill a little bit for him after that miss PK. And uh, I don't know, not a fan of the stutter step. I, uh, I think, no, I think it's too much work. Like it's, there's too much to process. Instead of just picking a corner and putting it there. Uh, did you watch the Campiones Cup? I did. Yes. I, um, I was instantly reminded of an even more outrageous version of Manu's, which is Joseph Martinez mm. literally jumps in the air and then shoots on landing, killing all <laughs> momentum he has. And I thought with Manu's, uh, we'll get how did the free kick got there. We'll talk about the actual game. He kind of jumped up in the air a little bit like that. He lost all the momentum he had and then basically he was making like a gentle pass to the corner because the placement wasn't terrible it was better than the pk that new york city took but uh yeah it was absolutely powerless and i said to, to mayor i was like well he's going to be very deferential <laughs> the rest of this game i could tell he felt like shit about it and uh yeah well i i saw pat brennan get in a little conversation on twitter about someone said that well, i don't know it might have been him said the pk was well taken but obviously, 
you know, it wasn't the result. It was a bad result. Obviously, we didn't score. And the way I think of well taken is that if it's a well if it's a well taken penalty kick, it it's it results in a score. Like, <laughs> you know, this is an Atlanta United podcast now. When Martinez got his second chance. He just stepped Straight right up, up and blasted it easily into the top corner. I was yeah. like, yeah, there was no, yeah, there was no circus act that yeah. time, exactly. And um, but when you're doing jumps and twists and you know whatever the hell else these guys are doing, I think that there's just too much going on there. But the lead up to that was a beautiful ball to Lama. Found him streaking, beating the high line, which is something if you want to talk soccer, mm. something I kept talking about. Uh, Ron Jans said there was something we could exploit with their high line, and we did. He was in on goal. It was him versus the keeper. I almost had too much time to think, and I thought he kind of got bailed out by the penalty because he was losing control of the ball. It was going away from him. And luckily, he got the PK. Yeah, it was but, great. Uh, it was a great ball by Maddox, by the way. Um, and uh, it was one of those. I saw it unfolding, and I, in my head, I'm thinking, "Oh, if he plays that ball, and like as soon as I had that thought, and he did, it just it was timed perfectly. Lamar just timed that perfectly, and I, th- I think you're right. Just dribbling on goalie, it's so much space. It was almost yeah. like, uh, you know, too much time to think. I guess. Yeah, you willed it to happen. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> Sent the positive. You dream boarded it, and it happened. But you couldn't dream the the whole thing. Just the ball, not the goal itself. <laughs> I was just dreaming of that penalty kick occurring. Um, yeah. Then we get our goal a few a few minutes later, and I was thinking, we deserved that. Well, before, sorry, before no, we move. take me anywhere you want to go. <laughs> take you on? Anyway, yeah, Manu played a, a wonderful ball with his left foot over to Maddox, if you remember that, that play. Basically put Maddox pretty much in on goal. So I know, like, you know, people are coming down on Manu, but there were some... Really, I think, you know, wonderful plays that he made. And that was that was just one of them. Yeah. 30th minute, we get our goal. Alan Cruz, somewhat assisted, <laughs> put it in. Yeah, it was Gutman. Uh, Steve Gutenberg, as you <laughs> called him last week. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I thought we had been the better team up to that point. I think they had a couple of chances going the other way, but we had most of the ball at that point. And I was like, a just reward mm-hmm. for the way we played. Well, and, it, was, uh, it was totally that high press uh, that, that Ron Johns was talking about. Um, and I think, like you were talking about with New York playing a high line, to me, that makes for a very exciting game. When you have a team that does play a high line and they're playing a team that what we were doing with a high press, there's going to be a lot of opportunities created if, if things are timed well, which we were seemingly timing a lot of our runs well to beat their high line in the beginning of the game. Uh, and, and also... I will say with one, one thing I've noticed with Ron Johns, what he's doing with the with Gutman coming up, he's playing a very like like the whole total soccer thing, which originated with Johan Cruyff and uh, the Dutch teams in, in the 70s, where you would have any player could play any position. Uh, you have backs coming up and people going back and filling in their space, which is what exactly is going on with Gutman is he's making these runs up the line and people are kind of filling in and taking a space. And Garza is kind of the same way. Um, so it was, it was very, uh, very nice to see that in both the Columbus crew game and the New York city game. Uh, my favorite, I guess you're going to call it total football moment was in the second half where, uh, boys crack. I don't know if you remember Kendall Waston picking up the ball and dribbling all the way down to about the edge of the box and totally lost, had no idea what to do and just like flopped. I was like, all right, here we go. Mary's like, why didn't you pass it? I was like, no. You just got to see this thing out. Because <laughs> we've all done that when you're dribbling and you just like try to go through a defender and you know get that lucky bounce. It just bounces off your shin. You keep going. You're just like, I've dribbled like, this far. Yeah. I'm taking sometimes, it all the way. Sometimes it bounces your way. It did not end his way. But like I was like, wow, he's still going. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if Rom's like, yes, just like we practiced. <laughs> and he's a Latin lover, apparently. <laughs> just like we practiced. Mm, yes. Mm, Kendall Waston. Magnifique. But as we've been known to do, the Bailey, the Barley, still they're still doing the slow part of the Shalala song where they're swaying back and forth. They haven't even gotten to jump up and down. And immediately, uh, we play too far off this guy who sends a rocket past TT. Mm. And um, I, I enjoy the, sh- the schadenfreude a little bit because like right after they scored the part of the chant got to where there's the jump up and down. <laughs> I was like seeing who is still jumping. It's like half the people were like still committed. And some people were just like, Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, we blamed the uh, Viking clap, the thunder clap, a few weeks ago, the last home game, because we gave up a goal during it. They moved it from the 40th to the 20th minute, so can't blame, unfortunately, cannot blame the thunderclap this week. But uh, I think it was the ghost of thunderclaps past. And uh, that goal was in the 32nd minute. So, yeah, I don't, I don't remember anything else besides it seemed like, oh, God, this guy's got a lot of time. But, like, I had enough time to think about how much time the guy had, which you'd think would be enough time for somebody to stop the guy. But it wasn't. Do you remember anything about I, the goal beyond that? I just I don't really remember much of the build up I to that th- one. I don't think I don't think many people really do because I think everyone was still kind of you know elated that we just scored a goal. Those are hard to come by this year, so we really like to relish <laughs> in those true. moments and not really pay attention. But we got the relish for all of uh, two minutes. There was um, like that Colorado game. All I remember about the goal was. Obviously, there's smoke still in the air from our scoring a goal, us scoring. There was a ball played over to the touchline, and there was a nice little triangle New York performed where they basically just kind of like found this guy in the midfield wide open. Like we, we suck, they suck three of our defenders over. They do this little triangle and they play it back into the open space where our defenders just came out. And all of a sudden, this guy's got all kinds of space. He's dribbling down and he finds that striker at the top of the box. And that guy. I don't know. It was just a real lapse. I think that I think that even our players were still kind of caught up in the moment because it would just seem like a like a psychological lapse. The whole theme for the rest of this game for me is just way too easy. It's just way too easy. And it goes back to what you said one time, which was it feels like in this this season at every counterattack, like it's almost a certain goal. And like that's what that felt like. They come down, they're they're playing with pace. You know, we're still kind of like celebrating our goal and the guy gets the top of the box. And my first thought was, this is this is probably going to go in because he had yeah, such a wide like, look. He is such this guy look. shanks it. That's what I was thinking like yeah. five seconds before. Uh, so they get that goal. Then the 36th minute, you know, they never showed a good replay like they never do on the board. But uh, Gutman trying to protect his pretty little face, sticks his hands up in front. It's called for a handball in the box. They get a penalty kick. He clearly was not sure. He was like, do I go down in the middle? Do I go on the side? How about I split the difference? So uh, he went about 75% of the way, and TT stopped it. The ball kind of bounced up, and there was a nervy moment for a second, and they called a foul. And after that, I heard the glorious chance of TT. Woo-woo, TT. Uh, at that point, Nick, you know, we stopped a penalty. We missed a penalty, 1-1. Mm-hmm. Let yeah. me in your headspace. My headspace was we killed their momentum, and now it was time for us to reassert our momentum and start playing like we had the first 30 minutes of the game. And I don't really think that ever occurred. Um, (laughs) There wasn't much time. (laughs) It wasn't. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think that occurred. And I think part of the problem was, is that New York city were, they were figuring us out. And I think at that point they had figured out our, our high press. Uh, They had figured out what's, what spaces in the midfield they could exploit. Yeah, so in the third minute of stoppage time, there's four minutes. First of all, Ledesma goes down in the box uh, looking for a PK. Doesn't get it. Never saw a replay of that, but uh, we'll talk about Man. Well, we, we talked about Man. His histrionics were really on point or off point, depending on how you want to look at it. But he was definitely throwing himself all around. He, he went down looking for a PK. Ref was not buying it. Ball goes down the other way. Ledesma gets it back. Gives it right back. A dangerous spot. They cross it in and get their goal. A crushing second goal in stoppage time. And at that point, you're like, you know, you're like, you're like, you know. I was like, (laughs) oh, man. (laughs) So we go into halftime down 2-1, and that momentum we never really had, we definitely didn't have. Yeah, I think if you're going to make... If you're going to play an errant ball, if you're going to make a bad pass, which obviously no one plans on this, but... We do. If you're if you're gonna do it, definitely don't do it in our defensive third, and definitely don't play it into the center of the field, especially when there's a fight for control of the game for the match. There's a fight for the momentum. I just in my head, I'm thinking, I just don't understand how that he still squeezed that ball in to that one player. I don't know who the nearest defender or if it was if it was Watson or who, but when that ball got around them, the guy was wide open. I mean, and I don't understand how that happens. I really don't. It did. It truly did. Halftime came and went. We saluted to service. In the 57th minute, we'll skip ahead. We put in two subs. Ranyan's trying to get us back in the game. Kudamana 
Mana and uh, new guy Derek Etienne come in for Ledesma and Lama. And then they get their third goal in the 71st minute. And uh, I've brought up this stat a few times, but after I checked the other week, every home game besides the Louisville City U.S. Open Cup game, we have not scored after the 63rd minute. My confidence was low, which is crazy stat because we've been down so many games. Even you'd th- We're throwing everything forward trying to get goals at the end of almost every game because uh, we lose all our games. The fact we haven't gotten one goal after the 63rd is pretty phenomenal. Kind of impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it, it, it's 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 very strange. And if, it feels like if you just look at these last two games, there's a very common theme, which is we come out with this blitzkrieg type of soccer, high press, very deadly, putting the other team on their heels. And then after about 30 minutes, it's either the other team figures it out or our pace kind of dissipates a little bit. That rhymed. Um, mm. Or, you know... People are, are getting tired, or I don't, I'm not exactly sure what's occurring, but it just it does feel like we come out swinging, throwing everything. It, like we're going for that knockout punch in the first round, and when we don't get it, we're just you know against the ropes the rest of the match. Yeah, and I, the game was really got flat and ugly after that third goal. I thought we just seemed to lack a lot of uh, spice, any motivation out there. You know, in the 86th minute, we put our last sub on. Just in time. Joe Jow. Joe Jow. And uh, talk about nitpicky on my part, but like Darren Maddox could not have gotten off the field slower. I was like, let's go, buddy. Just need that one. I was like, I get that. We're not going to. But that really summed it up. It's like, well, not a lot of belief out there. Nobody thinks we could get one goal, let alone two. But uh, Joe Jow did come out there and he had he got a ball played through to him and got a shot off. That's a pretty good chance. I thought Joe Jow was going to have one. Break the curse. Curse lives to see another day. Then I told my wife, I was like, hey, you want to leave at the 90th before stoppage time? And said, unless we score. She said, sure. 89th minute. NYC gets that fourth goal. I was like, all right, man. <laughs> I think we're good. The, the worst part about that was there was a, a, a chance right before that. I can't really remember for New York City. And the lady next to me goes, oh, that fourth goal's coming. I can feel it. It's a coming. And it was so annoying to hear her like talk about this. And I'm just like, God, shut up, shut up, lady. And then when I scored, it heightened my anger, <laughs> like amplified I told my you. anger. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Don't. Why are you talking to me? Like, I don't know. So uh, right before their third goal, we had a free kick that went to Deplan at the back post that he didn't really get a Slid, hold of. Yeah, yeah. and that would have made things two two. Say what? It's a whole different ball game. Could have been a game, a game changer. <laughs> but unfortunately. Game ends 4-1. I'll tell you what, not great. Not great. We played better than that. That 5-2 game was one of the worst games. I know we had two goals, but they were cutting it. That was like Forrest Lasso's um, loan me out game because <laughs> that, that game was fucking brutal. So it's amazing we could seemingly play better, but still end up losing by three goals. It's a little sad, but uh, let me ask you, Nick, what would you think about the new guys? All of them got in the game. Gutman, Etienne. Joe Jow. Joe Jow got the little the 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 fewest minutes out there. Well, I think Gutman had a I think he had a good game. I don't think it was as good as his uh debut uh with the the crew. Yeah, last a week. lot of a lot of flat crosses. Yeah. Were, he was hitting them straight into defenders. I was like, oh, get a little arc on there, buddy. I think that would have changed things a little bit. Yeah, and, and he was. Although that assist, <clears throat> the the way he picked Cruz out on that assist was was remarkable. I will I will give him that. But um you know, I'm a fan of Gutman. I think that, uh, like we talked about, reminds me a little bit of Garza a little bit with his assertiveness and, like you're saying, the whole total soccer thing of getting up the field. And that's the kind of soccer that is, is exciting to me. And I think he's playing into this system. Other guys, I don't really have much of an opinion. They seem assets. Uh, I will say that. They seem to be better than what we had in terms of, you know, strikers. I told uh, my wife that uh, Joe Jow looks like Kind of like a running back, the way he runs, the way he turns, like a little shifty running back. You throw screens out of the backfield in American football. But yeah, what else? Missed chances. What did I say? Who do you want to put all the blame on? You know, At the end of the day, we still gave up four goals. Obviously hard to put a 4-1 loss on just one person, but do it. You, you can <laughs> you can make you can make the argument that that Manu cost, you know, he, he cost us not scoring a goal. 
and he cost us the goal. And and I hate saying that because, like I was saying earlier, like you know he was still you know bringing balls down and, and serving crosses, and um, you know he was he was trying to put some stuff on goal. He had a couple shots on goal that didn't fare very well, but I think the two blunders he had were the most impactful in the game. Remember when we were uh, like tied with Columbus for like one week? That shit was crazy. I remember being ahead of Columbus for like one week. Oh, the glory uh, days. Yeah. Well, we'll get them next week. <laughs> um, with that said, uh, for my random game thoughts, I only have one thing. Ranyan's shirt. What do you think about his J. Crew Banana Republic look? The checkered shirt and the Levi's. <laughs> Were you a fan? I did. I did laugh. Someone, someone posted on Twitter. They asked if he was going to a barbecue after the game. <laughs> And it kind of seemed very fitting. I, it was kind of, it was kind of surprising. I don't know why. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> it's know like really... it wasn't that extreme a look, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I expect from Ryan Yans, but uh, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure him out. I guess when it comes I to kind of fashion. appreciate that he's not rocking his suit though. It's too hot. I don't know if it's a weather thing or he's just like, oh, this is me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It was, was it like a flannel checkered shirt. That's yeah, it's gotta oh. get kind of hot. The big question is, did he bring the shirt from the Netherlands? The bigger or did question. Did he buy it in America? The bigger question is, were those pants too tight? I thought they were just right. You think so? Just right. I don't know. He's got beefy legs, so it's hard to match him with his waist. Ah. Uh, let's pick our FCC <laughs> of the week. The winner of FCC's official man of the match was Caleb Stanko, and he had the highest. Hmm. Audi, 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 Audi player index rating, which we all know how that's calculated. I don't need to get into that. This isn't going to be very exciting, but uh, yeah, I'm going to actually give it to Caleb Stanko. I was one of those people tweeting about it because he looked great. I'm just going to say it. He he had a couple couple little spins that were just leaving some of their uh, some of the New York uh, City players just just in circles of confusion uh some i mean like <laughs> he did have a style on him he did and 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 he was very solid um and he was you know and, and i i say this i'm not you know it's hard to i wish i could go back and watch the game i don't have uh what's the bullshit flow sports i don't have it so i can't watch the replay and i don't know if you know any of his positioning was opening up spaces for them because there did seem to be a problem with that in the midfield at uh after 30 minutes but but when he was on the ball, he was solid. So I absolutely, 100%, got to give it to Caleb Stanko. He didn't have any of those uh, those noticeable giveaways that I was noticing the past. Ma- maybe weeks. that's maybe that's what our criteria is. is <laughs> he doesn't give whoever it doesn't give the ball away. <laughs> so, he was very upset with Ledesma after that second goal. I see that a lot with players in Ledesma. I, I, <laughs> I, and like I think he just How sometimes come everyone he just, but him. This is kind of a jerk. I, I, I just think I think sometimes he just he just drifts into spaces and and does things that aren't really the, part of the game plan. I think he just tries to do his own thing sometimes, and I think that frustrates a lot of the players. You know, he does the Ronaldo goal celebration, yeah. the jump spin. Why? I think he thinks he's on that level. <laughs> I think he, I'm pretty sure he thinks he's like, no, I am as good as Cristiano. Uh, but we still love you, buddy. But uh, sure, I have no one to. Uh, I mean, Dally didn't get in the game; otherwise, he'd be the obvious choice. So, yeah, we'll give it to you, the Vomitron, Caleb Stanko. You are this week's FCC nah. of the week, and you win a hundred and fifty dollars Squire guitar with a picture of Cincy <laughs> Superfan on it. <laughs> Pick it up at the stadium. My question is, when are they going to stop making these guys take these fucking pictures with these guitars? Because at least Caleb Stanko, he put on a nice smile. But like Maddox won it after the Philadelphia Union game. Yeah, we got trounced in the rain. He was the man of the match somehow. (laughs) And like he's standing there like soaking wet, holding this fucking guitar with like a blank stare on his face. I was like, we should do this after. I know like there are no wins, but like this feels like a good thing to do after wins. And uh, here, go play the blues. Yeah, like hey, Stenko. I know he's got destroyed, but uh, here's a guitar. Here's, wait, my question is, I guess is that Squire I, Custom Shop though. I've always <laughs> that Mexican made, or is that the Japstrat? Is what they. I guess I was always kind of wondering, not always wondering, but here recently, when did this become a thing? It's been going on all season. I but but it's like I noticed last year, like Ray Geyer, um, he was in Atlanta and he made like a guitar and he like presented it to like an Atlanta United 
player and like like at the end of one of their games and i'm like okay that's whatever it's kind of cool but then i start seeing this thing happen like when did it become a thing where we give players guitars (laughs) it's like what's the most awkward thing you could give someone after a game like it's like you know the 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 teen choice awards they give them a surf it's like a the award is a surfboard i'm like what is the worst what (laughs) what's the worst thing you can give somebody (laughs) possibly what the fuck do i do with a fucking surfboard (laughs) And uh, I get that, like, they're most, like, actors and stuff. It's like, they're in California, but it's like, this doesn't go with my house. I just can't see, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's essentially a trophy. They just hang it up, right? Like, I'm, none of these guys are actually, like, you know, down-tuning and, like, playing crushing riffs. Know, who the... looks like they might shred on the team? One of these guys, I just like the odds of how many people play know how to play mm-hmm. guitar at some basic level. One of these guys plays guitar. Caleb Stanko would be a decent shout. It's a possibility he can play a G chord. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm, I'm going through everyone's face. That's how I'm evaluating if whether or not they... I feel like Spencer's picked up an acoustic I feel guitar like, before. I feel like, yeah, he's he's like weird enough that he's he's like flirted with I also feel like I'm, I'm racial profiling right now. I feel like I'm only thinking of like the white, <laughs> so the white bros. Because like I can't picture like Deplon holding one. I think... Gutman can play Smoke on the Water with the top string. I feel like he's not on a team really anymore, but Forrest Lasso probably knew some three doors down. <laughs> uh, I keep seeing <laughs> You think I keep seeing him in my timeline. I keep getting this like sponsored ad for a breaking Benjamin. Concert. I'm like, <laughs> get this off of my timeline. <laughs> Forgot they existed. And like they're posting these tour updates and it's like these packed crowds. I'm like, who, who, they they went on tour. Show me how it ends. It's all right. <laughs> uh, folks, go ahead. Uh, give me some Twitter interactions. If you want to tweet at us, who do you think most likely is that plays guitar on the team? Let me know. Are we forgetting an obvious choice? I feel like we might be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be one out there. It's like Justin Hoyt plays flamenco guitar. He's like, how dare nobody ever mention me? Let me see my fingernails. Perfectly manicured. Uh, but yeah, Caleb Stanko, shred on. If you need lessons, we'll be happy to give it to you. It's got to stop by the crib anytime you want, but please keep your vomiting in the toilet. Now for this week's Pat Brennan Overhyped. Ron Yon's quote of the week. Nick, don't read it. No spoilers here. I don't know if you saw I know you saw last week, but uh, Ron Yon's had a quote about Hell is Real. He said, uh, oh, a game's called Hell is Real. I hope we can go up there and make it heaven and pat brennan like just creamed himself it's like ultimate mic drop (laughs) walk off wow speechless can't do better gettysburg address 2.0 uh but i was like yeah that's that's a fine quote it's not like (laughs) i wasn't like doing air jerk offs like yeah anyways this week pat brennan says Jans on NYCFC's 5-2 win over FC Cincy in early June. This is before our last game, before the game happened, This the buildup. He, he said, yeah, I'm really afraid of them, quote unquote. He's not really afraid of them, haha. And this was entirely in jest. <laughs> Thanks. <Ooh>. <laughs> Thanks for really. So, so Ron Jan says, yeah, I'm really afraid of them. And Pat Brennan, haha, points out, <laughs> my voice cracks all over the place, that he was joking. Yep, yeah, bro, we can tell, we can read another hilarious <laughs> Jan's quote. This guy I, can't stop. I love. Don't turn me against Ron. Okay, I'm on Team Ron right now. But the only way you could turn me against him is uh, by being the way you are. I, I love the qualifying sentence at the end. And this was entirely in jest. <laughs> no one could piece that together. You know. I was talk about Pat Brennan is from Philadelphia, and you know I feel like Philadelphia's got a lot of ball busters. Um, you know that whole type of east coast Coast. yeah Yeah. and like is pat brennan here because he couldn't (laughs) handle it it was like too real real. it was too intense he was like jeez louise i gotta get out of here he's just looking at the map he's like hmm cincinnati yeah this seems pretty tame and he gets here and he's like ah and now he hears like the most softball dad joke he's like (laughs) yes yes he goes back to philadelphia for the family reunion he's like listen to what ron says like pat what are you talking about? No, no, but, no, guys, listen. He was—it was in jest. They're like, "What's in jest?" He was me? totally kidding. He wasn't being serious. He was jesting. Did you guys get it? 
Also, feel free to send your submissions for the Pat Brennan, Ranyan tweet of the week, overhyped quote of the week tweet, whatever you want to call it, because I'm sure there'll be more. Uh, Kevin, no, go ahead, please, please. Oh no, we can we can wait to after. (laughs) We can't, Kevin. Please, please, please tell us more about the tweet. I'm guessing this week's edition of. Your time starts. Major League Soccer is banning political speech left and right, mainly just left, banning controversial statements such as anti-fascism and end gun violence. You know, only the hot takes. Remember when I said soccer was the wrong sport to try to escape politics? Here we are. Fans now in Atlanta, Seattle, Portland, and I believe Los Angeles have all received multi-game, if not year-long bans for attempting to bring quote-unquote political speech speech into Major League Soccer arenas. I'll point out most of this speech has to do with being anti-fascism, which shouldn't be a controversial issue, except Major League Soccer has continued to drag their heels in doing anything when it comes to actual neo-Nazis in crowds, in supporters groups, in the fan base of New York City FC. You can't be neutral on a moving train, everything is politics. Anyway, if you look at the top of the supporter shield race, Oh, baby. Classic. Classic stuff. I hope he didn't step on any of the stuff we're going to talk about. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Before we get to Potpourri, sorry, I forgot I had this. <laughs> I, I hyped up this horrible segment. Got a new game for you. Oh, it's God. called Name That Score. Oh, it's been a long season, hasn't it? Real long. It's been so long that I'm wondering how much of this season we can even remember. And uh, so, Nick, I'm going to give you the, the game, when the game happened, the opponent. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you four. I'm going to give you four games. If you get three out of four games, you are the forever permanent champion of KLR's name that score. Because this will be the first and last time you play this game. This is <laughs> psychologically damaging at a level, making me go back and revisit what's going to be an obvious loss. <laughs> okay. All right, no peeking. Okay. I'll give you a softball for the first one. Okay. Opening game, FC Cincinnati's first game ever in MLS at Seattle Sounders. It was a loss. It starts with that beautiful goal. Seattle Sounders, March 2nd, 2019. Nick, can you name that score? 4-1. Yeah, that was an easy one. That was an easy one. All right, Friday, April 19th. This is a home match against Real Salt Lake. Happened at 7.30 p.m. A Friday game, so MLS. Friday, April 19th, against Real Salt Lake. Can you name that score? I feel like this was the game where the guy got his finger fucked up. And I, yes. th- I think it was a 3 nothing game, wasn't it? Oh, baby, that's correct, Amundo. Oh, nice. Nick, two for two. That's... You're really going oh, for a tough one now. No, because now like they're all like coming back to me. You know what? I don't, I don't think I would have gotten this one, so I'll ask you. Saturday, June 1st, at the Colorado Rapids. Hmm. This one, this was a game I was on vacation. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. At Colorado Rapids, June 1st. Nick, can you name that score? This was, I was definitely on vacation for this one, because I remember hearing about the Colorado game. This is not going to be right. I'm thinking 2-1. So close. 3-1. 3-1. Okay. I knew we scored in that game. Um, That was a game where we scored. If we had smoke, it definitely hadn't settled. They scored on the ensuing kickoff. (laughs) Immediately drove down. Classic. All right. This is for all the marbles. You get this one. You are the forever champion. It's like, how? I don't think I know this either. So many losses to choose from. All right. Wayne Rooney and Company. This is recently, July 18th, one month ago today, July 18th, DC United. Can you name that score? Well, I know DC United had three goals. I do remember that. I remember Wayne Rooney scoring one of them. The question is, was it a game that we scored in? It was either a 3-0 game or a 3-1 game. And I'm I'm not remembering us scoring a goal, so I'm going to go with 3-0. 
Four to one. Okay. That was the Manu penalty game. Oh, that's what that was. Okay. And Rooney got very upset. They the did. The whole team was very upset. It had run up. I remember now the fourth goal was uh, which is Areola coming down the sideline scoring that fourth goal. Yeah, the Justin yeah. Hoyt backup Son goal. Son of a bee. Could you, uh, this will be a bonus okay. one. I'll okay. give you um, Saturday, May 11th, Nippert Stadium, 1 p.m. game against the Montreal Impact. Yeah, we won that game. Um, Dude, that was the Mayways debut. That one was, I think, a 3-1 game. You give us too much credit. 2-1. Oh, 2-1. That's... Damn. Zach, you still got a chance. No, you don't. So we're never going to do this again. <laughs> Nick, on a scale of 9 to 10, how do you rate name that score? I thought it was fun. It just reminds you that it's been a real slog. Well, it's it's weird because you, you'll throw these games at me and I'll, I'll remember pieces of them and it's not really helpful because I don't remember the final score. What was our best goal after the 63rd minute? Trick question. <laughs> Fuck you. Let's move on to this edition of... Popery. Eric Alexander, Nick, farewell, farewell. Mm-hmm. Put him on waivers. He's off to FC Dallas. The reaction from the FC Dallas fans on the MLS Reddit was... Not good. Expected. <laughs> like, what <laughs> the fuck? Um, Eric, we hardly knew ye. I hope if you were a listener of the <laughs> podcast, um, you didn't take anything personally. You seem like an average guy. I bet, he, I bet he could play guitar. He looks like the guy that knows some chords. Yeah. Eric, if it makes you feel any better, I think you'd do great in a rec league. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Nick, favorite Eric Alexander moment? I know mine. Um, I, t- I tweeted about it. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> you, need to, you need to retweet that after this, after this podcast. <laughs> that, that was probably the only moment that I remember from this, a little, a little like, um, I was just highlighting, I was calling for the Ballon d'Or at that point. And uh, he started our first game, didn't he? Didn't he start the Seattle game? That I cannot remember. I know Corbin Bone did. But I he, remember, he started I a few Bone, games yeah. where I was like, oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Uh, I think he started the San Jose game, which might have been. Was that Koch? That might have been Koch's last game. I remember him playing. So, a, so Koch was like, if I'm going out, I'm going out guns blazing. <laughs> Eric, take daddy home. <laughs> I want to go back all the way to South Africa. I want to get banned from this country and Canada. So I'm going to start you one last time. Uh, this has been reported. I had the inside source a week ago about this, and now the whole fucking internet knows about it. So it's like no one even knows that I knew first. Just trust me, okay? Uh, Fernando Adi's house is for sale, Nick. Mm, see ya. What do you think? He's gone. No, you don't think he just wants some condo living downtown? <laughs> you think you think the writing's on the wall? That way he can just like hit the bars and walk home. I guess. Hey. It's- so what's the point of living downtown if that's what you're, not, what you're doing? Um, favorite Adi... Me- no, I'm just kidding. What does lettuce have to say? God, lettuce is a piece of shit. I go... Uh, <laughs> oh, God, I, there we go. I check his Twitter every now and then, and he's been saying the most asinine, dumb shit. I, I don't know why this made me laugh. I could see us paying fuck-off money to Miami to not select any of our players. What? Yeah. We're going to give a bunch of money to Miami to yeah, save like our shitty-ass team. Funding. Minus 36 goal differential. <laughs> Do not take our guys. We're funding a stadium right now where we, we got fuck off money. Yeah, could you imagine the Matt Doyles of the world if we like paid all this money to like protect our awful team? <laughs> no. No one. Hands off. Stop it. <laughs> it seems like Gerard and co. keep an eye on the Dutch teams and academies, while Luke and co. keep an eye on South Latin America and college soccer. You think Gerard just keep an eye on the Dutch players? Is it, I wonder if fucking wreck me, bro. I wonder if it's because he's Dutch. And oh. he comes. Uh, what else? So salute to service was this week at the game. Nick, I don't know if you noticed. They barely mentioned it at all. <laughs> <laughs> they did the usual stuff. Nothing. Uh, you know the the big flag. There was no fly. There was no uh, parachute guy with the giant flag. If you're gonna have the skydiver, with the big flag. Do yeah. it now? <laughs> I guess then they couldn't have had the big flag on the field unless like the guy landed on yeah, the flag. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> that would have been <laughs> landing on the flag. That would just enrage. But if you're landing on the flag with a flag. Oh, then that, that cancels it out. It does cancel it out. But yeah, so then at halftime they do a bunch more stuff and there's like a bu- there look like twenty dudes on the field, young guys, teenagers, older teens on the field, and I was like, oh, bringing out a little boys choir <laughs> they're gonna sing us 
I don't know, battle him of the Republic what, or something. I saw. I thought the same because they were bringing out one mic. And yeah. I thought they were going to like <laughs> huddle around and do like a barbershop type of like, you know. Oh, hey. one more thing. What are you saying? Let's just get to the one now. In the Air Force. <laughs> or something. I don't, you know. <laughs> Singing the Air Force anthem. <laughs> oh, in the Air Force. Flying the planes. Flying the planes. In the Air Force. Go, go, go. go. Iceman. <laughs> Uh, so I'm like, whatever. You did, know. Did, did you know that actually at the um, the flight school, the uh, the Top Gun flight school that really does exist, that there is a five dollar uh, fine every time someone mentions a line from that movie. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, wouldn't it's it be annoying after a certain point? <laughs> but like, if you're joining now and like Top Gun's on the tip of your tongue, it's like, bro, move on. Voice crack. Yeah. I no. it. Uh, did you see the trailer for the new Top Gun? Oh, it looks so good, doesn't it? <laughs> Looked Tom like just, Cruise in Maverick. It looked like just an excuse for Tom Cruise to exactly. get to fly it's like, planes. Exactly, it's, like, it's like a Tom Cruise because they're they're using a lot of. It's not like CGI; they're using real uh, plane footage. I'm pretty sure Ed Harris and Tom Cruise are the only people that I saw on the entire trailer. <laughs> I've already seen a lot of well, actually, it's like if he was this age and he was still a, a captain, then. That's actually impossible because, like, all right, come on. Oh, We're boy. talking about Top Gun. And they're like, and that model of plane, they don't even, the Air Force doesn't use that anymore. It's oh like, God, get over it. And the aliens and Independence Day shouldn't be able to read your thoughts. Um, or you could never have stuck past all the White Walkers. Just, wow. Spoiler just no alert. way. Oh, sorry. I'm just kidding. Um, and then danced with them, right? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and they did the... They did the stand up if you've served in a. It was much more well received than during uh, a quality night where they said stand up if you're gay. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't think I was at. I think I w- w- didn't make that game. Oh, it was I'm trying awkward. to remember what game was that. A quality. Do you, do you, now, now who, now who has to remember? We lost. <laughs> um, yeah, stand up if you're gay, and everyone applauded. They're like, please. <laughs> to the I exits. didn't know they did that. That's. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously it should be proud but it does it, seem like a very like they didn't actually like do that oh they didn't no. <laughs> I was like, say, you said up if you're gay i was like what like i didn't <laughs> stand up if you're gay i didn't know like you said that the other day i'm like i don't think i was there for that i don't remember <laughs> no they definitely didn't do that yeah the whole thing with our equality night was like they didn't mention really anything it was really all in the supporters groups to acknowledge what a quality. And I was like, Hey, it's just, everyone's equal. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> that was Carl in there. Hey Carl, what's a quality? I'm like, I gotta run. <laughs> We're in your box. I gotta go. Uh, no people on like you said it so convincingly <laughs> like really they they really they did why did i i believe um, um but no they didn't do that but then so yeah the boys choirs out there were ready for our big song and like the military guys like doing the oath of service is the most important and i was like drill sergeant i was like the guy's like yeah i was like what this is a weird choir leader <laughs> And a one and a two and a three and a four. I was like, are we all going through boot camp here? Why yeah. are you yelling at us? And so they did like the oath of enlistment, which I didn't realize is a thing that's been happening at stadiums. So I looked it up and uh, at a Jaguars Jaguars game in 2016, there was 200 people on the field taking the oath of enlistment. And I was like, oh, okay, apparently this is a thing. But it was uh, strange. I don't know. I was just like, <laughs> this is too much. It felt a little too propaganda-y for me. And the whole thing really is. But, uh, you know, if you're upset about me thinking it's awkward, it's not like I'm yelling at these kids that you're not allowed to enlist in the, the military. It was the Air yeah. Force, right? The Air Force, yeah. It was just like strange to be, we're going to bring you on the <laughs> yeah. at halftime yeah, to and- take the oath of enlistment. I was like, why are we doing this here yeah i mean i know like you know i mean i know the i know the cynical answer but it's uh, it seems like a very sensitive topic in like you know i don't want to alienate any listeners and i'm not gonna come down hard here on anything but i just don't understand why like why is why does that have to be crowbarred into like sporting events i don't it's not i'm not anti-military you know I, i do have a lot of concerns and problems with our military but i just i don't i have never really understood it like why it has to be like just constantly like just there and like 
it's, it's, there's always a presence and it's like, and now there's this big thing with the MLS, obviously they don't want any political statements. You can't bring in, you know, certain TIFOs that have certain messages against like, you know, you know, like against fascists or whatnot, but or yeah. uh, well, they took down a gun control one. Or yeah, no, it's an end gun violence. But so then, like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and, and I don't, and I, th- I don't know if people think like that. This is not a political thing. It's absolutely a political thing. And I, I and you know, to have these guys. I mean, great for the. By the way, great for everyone that joined Air Force. I don't have any problem with that. But it just, I don't. To me, it is uncomfortable. It's like weird. Like, why is that the appropriate venue? To come in and like, I, I just don't, I don't understand it. Like the, the, if you don't think that that's a political message, then I don't know. I can't, I can't help you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I've just pissed off like just, <laughs> hundreds of people. You're rather, listen to this you're, you're stupid rather, lib. Hundreds of people. How do you think listen to this? There's two dozen. So well, I would pissed s- off all of them. No, you haven't. <laughs> I don't know. It's, why don't we do it at Kroger? Why don't we do it we're buying groceries? Like, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, everyone, could you stop your could shopping? You fucking right now? stop! Everybody, shut up! Please meet us in aisle ten for a special ceremony. Yeah, I just yeah, it's weird how sports has become uh, just like the ultimate billboard for uh, yeah. patriotism and stuff. I mean, if Zach was here, you talk about you know all the ones you see. You see the flyovers and you see the giant flags before NFL games. That's all uh, we pay for all that stuff. That's it's taxpayer like, yeah, money, it's right? It's like the government is paying hundreds and thousands, millions of dollars to do like flyovers before games because it's, you know, it's just it's like a recruitment tool to get people to join the military. So whatever you think about that, whatever. But then like when you get upset about people who are like, why are we doing this? And they're like, oh, America. Like, yeah. Well, right. No, There's that's no, not. Right. Yeah. It's only America. <laughs> America only exists at sporting events. Apparently, which is just the the bizarre part about it. But, uh, you know, go ahead. Join the Air Force. Or, Nick, you were calling it Chair Force off air? Because <laughs> yeah. that was disrespectful. But, yeah, do what you got to do. But, like, don't do it in the midfield of a soccer game. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and uh, but, yeah. No, but the, my other thought was, like, you are talking about other countries. What do you think that, like, players that come to the United States and play in MLS, what do you think that they think of all this? Like, <laughs> I mean, it has to be kind of like... It's a little strange. It's got to be a little strange. Like, you know, they're not doing this in England. I mean, obviously in England, you know, they'll have moments of silence for tragedies and stuff. But, like, there's not this, like, military presence at these games. Like, it just has to seem like, huh? Like, next week is, um, it's going to be very (laughs) awkward. I'm going to have to delete that. All right. Fun times. Anything else this week? Uh. We'll save Antifa for next week. I think we get close enough. But yeah, it's 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 interesting what's going to be a, thought of as a political message and what is not yeah. anymore. Because really, it's all just one big uh, pot of gumbo, political gumbo, baby. We got to stew in it. And it would also help if our team didn't blow ass. Well, I think, I think when we're not doing well, people tend to focus on other issues surrounding the team. Versus if we were like on a hot streak and we're at the top of the league, I don't think there would be as many arguments about these subplots of like no, I would have politi- I would I mean, have enlisted all, myself. There will always be conversations, but when like when the team's doing well, people don't tend to dwell on these types of what I think are kind of like distractions. But well, you know, I guess we just have to hit a winning streak to find out. Well, next week is Hell Classico. Oh yeah, I'm pumped. Number two. What do you think? I think you I think we and anyone. Out. I think whoever's listening to this, I'm going to make this final plea, and it, it goes off the idea that that you Jonah had earlier in the season about having all these type of like dark religious themes, like us tifos and stuff, which is a totally awesome idea. But someone's got to get a hold of whoever is in charge of music. There's got to be some fucking spooky organ music playing. <laughs> you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to make this place seem very scary. DJ ESP, I, we're looking at you. <laughs> I know Ron John's once heaven, but I'm more interested in making it feel like hell, which would be awesome. I'm coming in full corpse paint, by the way. Uh, that'd be funny if that was his quote this week. Actually, we hope never it is a bit like hell for them. <laughs> Walk off. Walk off home run. <laughs> That's what, <laughs> and then then uh, Lindsay goes up to him at halftime. Do you feel like this is your walk off home run? I'm a home home run. My running home, a home run. Baseball. Uh, I I don't know this word. Um, like a home run, like in baseball where it goes over the wall. 
and Pat, yeah, and Pat, yeah. And Pat Brennan doesn't pick up on it this time. <laughs> Let's bring Vanderwerf over here. Um, veter- veteran Vanderwerf. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. There's a big TIFO. Ooh, I bet it's going to be sweet. Did Did you notice? Did it'll, you be, see? It'll, it'll be better than the cruise. The well, show. I was going to say, did you notice that that was a homage to R.L. Stein? I That was like a later After, right. Yeah. We'll see if True Crew's got anything for us this week. I'm yeah, ca- I'm he, counting on you, buddy. I haven't been following him. He seems to be a little quiet. We're waiting for you, buddy. Wow, he's very proud of that, isn't he? 1990, wouldn't you be? <laughs> wouldn't you be? Uh, but yeah, our Tifo's better. I hope he doesn't... I was really worried about that grill the last time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, everyone's like, the grill, what about the grill? I hope he's not planning on eating off the grill anymore. Great, there's cancer-causing carcinogens on that grill now. Great. <laughs> It's like, dude, are you trying to bait him? I hope you don't burn anything else. That would be terrible. Hey, don't burn anything else. Uh, but no, please burn something else. That that made my week fun. Uh, Nick, final thoughts. We lost, but you know, that's what we do, baby. Yeah, I think, I don't know why I feel this way, um, but I feel like overall the Ron Johns project is 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 better than what we had before. Yes, uh, it's I, more I mean, enjoyable to watch. We so haven't far. had any wins yet under him, but obviously, if you um, take away the goals against us, <laughs> that's right. I I, th- I think overall the project, the the way that we're playing, the style that we're playing, I think we're we're finding something here. I don't I don't know if what we're doing is sustainable. Obviously, for ninety minutes, um, it doesn't seem to be the case, but um, there is something. It seems to be in the works. Top of the table. Imaginary table. Ron Jans. I like keep calling him Johns. I like that you refuse to bend to his national Dutchness. Will. <laughs> Ron Jans. Yeah, first place, last place forever. Hell's Real Week. Hell Classico. Copyright Fiend Club Cincinnati forever. Now, uh, oh, I'm sorry for Zach. Zach, we'll see you next week. Maybe. Yeah, uh, Emilio, it's Gutman. And now to play us out, Sting. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to play Sting. Shouts to my dad. There's there's no words. There's no words on it. Fucking thing sucks. (laughs) Sounds different than the whisper. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play the Bill O'Reilly clip. That's such like a dated (laughs) internet clip, but I'm going to play that and lead into uh, Sting. That's a great idea. I'm thinking, uh, if I ever lose my faith. It's a good song. Uh, All right. Rise together. Rise together. Fries together. Goodbye. Goodbye. Wait. Wait. Hi. Goodbye. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a. uh, I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. See ya.